everybody and welcome back to another episode of Journalist Talk and today I have here with me Luisa Rodriguez. She's a digital content producer for Cali 93.9 and she's also an entertainment news journalist and host for Chicano Hollywood. Thank you so much for coming. Hello, Bea. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on your show. So let's, yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm very excited to have you here. And as the first thing that I always do with my guests, uh, could you give my listeners a brief biography about yourself? Uh, yes. So like you mentioned already, I work in the entertainment uh, industry. And prior to that, I was a CSUN student. I graduated, so I'm an alumna from CSUN Journalism College. Now I just focus on work, creating content, um, and yeah, pretty much that. There you go. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good intro. It's good. Every, everybody describes themselves like in a different way, so <laughs> that is yours. <laughs> yes. My first question to you would be: How did you get into journalism? Okay, so the way that I got into journalism, actually, I knew I wanted to be in this industry, and I knew that I wanted to kind of be on TV, but I didn't know how. So when I first started, I thought it was through acting, but um, so, so I was taking multiple classes in LACC, and one day I was watching the E! News, which is the Oscars, they cover the E! News, the red carpet, and when I was watching it, my mom's friend was over that day. And she was like, oh, you love watching this because I watch it every day. And I told her, yes, this is the thing that I, you know, I would love to do. But I didn't know what it was called at the time. And she looks at me and says, Luisa, then why don't you become a journalist? And I, and I looked at her and I said, no, that's like boring. That's just writing. I thought it was just writing, but I did not understand. Or I didn't know that there was different mediums to becoming a journalist. So when she said, no, you go into broadcast and that's what they are. What do you think the reporters are? They're journalists. And it was like if a light bulb just went off like in my head. And I decided from that point on that I was going to pursue a career in journalism. And that week I went to my counselor. I told her I want to be in a journalist. Like how can I get there? And so we did a roadmap of the classes I needed. And I transferred to CSUN and I joined all the possible classes and you know I did everything that I could internships everything just to pretty much get in this industry so that's that's where it started my mom's friend is the one who told me <laughs> there you go yeah. <laughs> and uh, you said that you did some internships while you're in college can you yes. go a little bit on that how was the experience and also where what did you do Yes, so I interned at Power 106. That was my first internship. And I got that internship through a classmate. So he had interned there before. And I remember talking to him. We were actually in Valley View at the time. Like, I don't remember the class number, but we were sitting down and we were writing. And I kept, and I mentioned to him, like, hey, um, I'm struggling finding an internship because it was hard. No one was. No one was taking interns. And I was very nervous because it was my last year. So for me, I felt like I need to get an internship now because I can't just go out into the workforce with no internship. And he told me, he's he was like, hey, um, there's this radio station. It's a hip-hop radio station. That's where I interned. It's not anywhere in what you want to do, but if you need an internship, you can try there. And I, I was so desperate for an internship that I said okay let me reach out so I reached out uh, I got an interview and 
that's how I got the internship. But it was through his connection because he reached out to the hosts of the morning show at the time for Power 106. And he said, hey, um, I have a classmate who I think would be good for this internship. And so he connected me to the hosts and then the hosts interviewed me and they decided that I would be a good fit for the show. So that's how I got my first internship. And through that, it opened multiple doors to other internships. I then got a second internship at Muse TV. And that was through another girl that was an intern there. And her name is Stephanie. She's amazing. And she mentioned to me about her friend being an intern at Muse TV. And I'm such a like nosy person. So I Googled, oh, what is Muse TV? Because I heard TV and, you know, I wanted to see what it was. But it was a... a social like a social media platform like an, a media a digital media platform where um, they were doing interviews and they were going to red carpets and that's what I wanted to do so I just decided to reach out you know because the worst thing they can tell me is no so I decided to reach out and they saw that I was already in an actual radio station interning and that's how they took me to so yeah <laughs> yeah well Muse TV wasn't um too strange when I was like researching about you because mm -hmm. I feel like one of my friends also interned there because I was like this is very like similar to something that mm -hmm. I've heard so I don't know yes. it might have been the same person or Pro no. probably I don't <laughs> maybe maybe but uh, you said that it was a hip-hop radio station Yes. Are you any fan of hip hopping or you're just like Not, fake it until you make it or just like they hired you even though like it wasn't your forte? Yes. So I I'm very thankful for one of the hosts. His name is Teddy Mora. He was amazing. He was very helpful. He called me before my interview and said, hey, um, ju I just want to give you a few tips. Research these media outlets. Uh, do your homework on these uh, websites. These are the websites that we get our news from so he kind of gave me like a outline of what I should look into because he knew that hip-hop was not anywhere near my strength or forte at all like I did not know anything about hip-hop aside from the main songs that they played on the radio or the main like hit songs you know and um Yeah, so I did my research. So it was thanks to him, but I didn't really know anything about hip-hop. I was pretty, pretty new, like a noob. <laughs> How about now? Are you a pro? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm pretty good now. I can name quite a few rappers, artists, you know, all the trending stuff that is happening on social. Uh, I can, you know, I'm, I'm up to date with most of the news, but I'm not a fan of like, let's say, Back in the days of the 90s, early 2000s. So I don't know all of hip-hop, but I do know the current hip-hop now. So I think if I can give anyone any advice in terms of, like, getting an internship, even if it's not your forte or even if you don't know that, you know, that type of, of – it could be news or type of reporting, whatever the case is, just go for it because you're going to learn on the spot. You're literally going to learn as you're doing it. So – I learned as I was doing it. That's true. I tried out to do an internship in a, I think it was like a rap, uh, hip hop also mm -hmm. radio station. And, you know, I have like cousins that they listen to like uh -huh. that type of music. So yes. I was like, you know, I can try to cheat and try like fake it until you make yes. it. But 
<laughs> I was like, that's definitely not something that I master. But like, if you ask me about Taylor Swift, yes. Oh yes, <laughs> <I> yes, <laughs> yeah. And and I think just being up on everything pop culture, especially if you want to go into like the digital world of just news. Uh, you know, editorials and all that, just being well-versed in pop culture or trending popular culture because it's they're all going to merge at some point. Like, at some point, everything's going to connect. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about it, uh, working with entertainment can be kind of difficult because you are still a journalist, so you have mm-hmm. to be objective in the story. Yes. But if you're doing entertainment... People sometimes they want to put their uh, opinion on it. Yes, it's just like with sports. Same thing. You have like a, a team that you like best than the other mm-hmm. one. And how do you draw this line, and how you do it until now, like with your job? Yeah. So um, it it sometimes it can be hard because, like you mentioned, you want to put your spin to it. And in entertainment news it's it's better if you kind of do where you you know um i don't know if you've seen some social media pages where they can they'll tease certain stories like oh who's waiting in line for the new release of i don't know these jordans that are coming out or something you know it's it's very you can tell that the writer or the person posting is a fan of whatever news they're giving um so it's very hard to stay kind of objective. One way that I do it is when I when I'm reporting a story or I'm posting a story, let's say it's about just because I'm a reggaeton station, a bad bunny story. And instead of finding photos that kind of fit the narrative of whatever emotion I'm trying to convey, I try to find photos that are neutral like because if you've noticed, like TMZ, I'll give you an example. TMZ will post a photo if they say, uh, Bad Bunny was caught kissing Kendall Jenner. And then they'll post a photo of Bad Bunny looking shocked. Like, you know, they'll get photos to kind of convey subtly an emotion for you to feel like, oh my gosh, this Famous is sca- Yeah, yeah, scandalous. <laughs> or, um, so the way that I stay neutral is getting photos from Getty, but that are just headshots you know trying to so then the reader can form their own opinion whether they care about that or not or they're for that so that's what I do that's one way I do it and also just reporting the news and not putting my my like little sazon to it (laughs) yeah but you know I feel like you can put some things like different there was like there's a few stories that we write at KCSN like Mm -hmm. me and other writers that, you know, you can tease with a few songs of the person, like, you're uh, yes. telling the story, but yes. you, like, put a title of it. Yes. And I saw that it's, like, a very cool TikTok trend, like, how many times can I put, like, Olivia Rodrigo or One Direction in my in my newscast or whatever? And I thought, like, I might do that someday. Oh, you know? yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> I think you can do it. I, I am still, like, a very beginner on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I have, like, four videos of me, like, doing radio stuff. <laughs> I know, but that that's cool because you never know what's going to hit. And that's something that I noticed, too. Uh, personally, on my TikTok, I have – I posted two videos back-to-back, one on Friday, one on Saturday. The one on Friday was a simple video of me eating at Costco, and I wanted to try a TikTok trend. I posted the video, and it's at 30,000 views right now. 
And then I posted a second video on Saturday, which I thought would get a lot of engagement, which was trying the ranch ice cream. Um, but it was more behind the scenes type. And that one only has 500 views. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> and so so you never know. But my I say that to say, post all your videos, girl. Like, post all of it. Funny ones, uh, you know, newsy ones. Whatever you want to post, just post it. Because you don't know what's going to be the video that someone might see. And will say, oh, you know, I like Bea. Like, I'm, I want her to intern with us or I want I want to let me reach out to her uh, so yeah yeah that is something that I remember uh, from the women in panel media mm-hmm. that we brought you and three other uh, former um, season alumni season yeah. alumni yeah and uh, you know you guys told us that everybody's watching everything that we do on yes. social media and that just like brought me an awareness not because I was doing like something wrong but like you know I can post even more and how is that experience for you did someone that hired you or that works with you ever told you like hey I saw that um a few I don't know how long Mm -hmm. ago and I thought it was really cool yeah so the way that I got my uh, job at with Chicano Hollywood was because they reached out to me so uh, we initially got in contact I went to a McDonald's was hosting their very first like award sh- award show kind of for filmmakers because for Latino filmmakers so it's called a Spotlight Dorado event and so they already had their winner this was a like a year long process um, so this was the final award to give this winner I think it was $50,000 so they invited media to go out and to report this story and stuff so I went and there, I in the after party, I connected with a girl who was from Chicano Hollywood. And so we followed each other that night. And then I left. I went home, you know, thought nothing of it. Uh, I was posting my videos, my, my like, real videos of entertainment news. And I got a DM one day from Chicano Hollywood telling me, hey, we would love for you to do something similar in our channel for us. Uh, we love the, the look that you have. We love the way that you report uh, let's meet up. So I told them, okay, let's go to lunch. And we had lunch and we set up a schedule and we, that's how we connected. And yeah, now I work with them in uh, weekly videos about Latinos in entertainment. So yes, everyone's watching. You don't know who's watching your stuff. Um, and then I also got someone reached out to me after I was announced with Chicano Hollywood, I guess they went to my page and they reached out and they wanted to do a podcast with me too. So, so Again, post everything, everything and anything related to what you do, what you want to do, post it because you don't know who's watching and they do watch. Yeah, I love that. So please, if you're watching this. <laughs> yes, go follow Bea. Go look I, at I'm her graduating content. in spring 2024. Yes. <laughs> you know, you got to do a selfless promo. All the Very time. Very shameful. Uh, no, no, no. I'm going to put you on the story out with a big like at Bea. I'll, I'll put it a huge... Yes, I love that. (laughs) And I wanted to touch a little more on Latina and women in media. Mm -hmm. We're both Latina. We're both women. And we're in media. Yes. So tell me more about your experience um, being part of, like, two minorities, if I may say like that. Yes. And, you know, even so, being, like, entertainment, I feel like people say that there's quite a lot of, like, 
male presence on it? How do you make your name on it? So yes, I I think that the industry is changing now. At least it for me personally in radio and where I work, the majority is actually women. Like our radio station is three; it's led by three women. So I think it's changing. It's not where it should be, but it's definitely not where it used to be. And the way that I kind of let my name be heard, or I stand in a room, let's say, full of men or full of people who might doubt me, is I try to remind myself that I am there because I earned it, not because it was a mistake, or not because it was a、uh, I was lucky. No, it's because of all the hard work, all the emails. All the like、uh, conversations and networking things that I've done—it's so I've I deserve to be there, and I remind I try to remind myself that. And even if I'm not confident, I remind myself to like get my keep my head high,、uh, kind of parallel to my legs,、uh, so I don't drop my chin, and I just try to remind myself that I'm meant to be there. And that's one way. And then also talking clearly and not. Very like slang or anything, just to to show that I'm there because I want to work. I'm there because I know what I'm talking about. And does I does doesn't mean that I have to be the loudest person in the room, but it means that if I ever need to input an opinion or give my thought, then I say it eloquently, so where they see they notice that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I, I hope that. that helps. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Very, <laughs> very insightful. To、mm-hmm. be honest, it's. You know,、yeah. you try to be when you're a student or you're an intern. You try to be always like a little head down, but if you like, just like get your chin a little bit up, and you want、yes. the respect of like that place、yes. or like your professors, boss,、mm-hmm. mentors, everybody. It's very important,、mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, let's talk about your part as digital content producer. Yes. Okay, so we know that to be a journalist, again, we have to be objective and we have to put content with like、um, that are worth to be news.、Mm-hmm. We have to have like proximity, timeliness,、yes. all the、yes. other things. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also trends. Mainly, if you are like using TikTok, Instagram,、yeah. you know there are trends. And how do you make your professional posts go with the trends going on? Something that I try to do.、Um, I'll give you a most recent example. We,、uh, Chicano Hollywood just posted today a video that I made of the last week for Women's History Month. So I decided, okay, well, I need to make this somehow current, fun, so people can actually watch the video. And、um, the way that I did it was, I just decided to name five Latinas who are the first. In this industry, so first to get an Oscar, first to get an Emmy, first to get a, you know, a Grammy,、uh, first to win, to earn a certain amount of money. So that's how I try to tie it into to a current current news, which would be it's Women's History Month. It's the end of Women's History Month.、Uh, then tie it in with celebrities. So that's how I'd make it pop culture. And then also tie it with like information, things that people don't know. So I used all those three things to make the video kind of up to date and kind of catchy. Instead of just doing a "Hi, it's Women's History Month," <laughs> and then people are not gonna pay attention to that, you know.、Um, 
And then tying it into the community is instead of picking any woman, I picked Latina women. So I think there's always like ways you can spin things around. Um, sometimes there's things that I cannot spin into news, like the ranch, trying ran- the ranch ice cream. And I only say that because it's the most recent one I did. There's no way to make that news aside from the fact that they launched the collaboration, you know. Yeah. Uh, so and then even in that, the way that I tied it in when I posted the video on Callie's social media page, I put a little photo of the article that I did, like the little post two weeks prior announcing that they were going to be doing a collaboration. So that is a news post because it's two companies coming together to do this collaboration for radio for uh, ranch day. And then I tied it back to the video of our talent trying this ranch. So that's how I kind of tied everything together. But I just find different ways in in how things can connect. And I think as journalists, you know, um, it's very easy to connect the dots, connect different things that are happening. Uh, How is it going to be impactful either in our community as Latinas or Latinos or uh, first generation? Or it's kind of easy for us because we know so much to tie things together that makes sense (laughs) it makes sense you're fine and also when I was stalking professionally (laughs) uh, we even talked a little before coming into the podcast and actually recording Uh, you were a sorority girl yes (laughs) and besides all of that I have a roommate that she is now like involved with a sorority and Mm -hmm. you know there is like social media organization party planning and you know some of those skills can help you Mm -hmm. as a journalist Mm -hmm. so did you have like any functions I don't know if that worked that way also in your sorority I have no idea how it works but like which skills or how having that experience helped you a little bit on what you do nowadays? Something that in the sorority world that was helpful was recruitment. So I don't know, did you ever go through recruitment at all? No. Um, okay, so recruitment is not as intense as you see in movies, but it's essentially when girls that are transferring to the college go to your sorority house and you have a conversation with them but it's not just a regular conversation like hey girl you know it's about hi how are you like very nice to meet you what is your major what are your likes what are your dislikes what are some things that interest you so kind of a it's literally networking it's because you're trying to see if they will be the best fit if you guys fit you know it's like saying if there's a sorority, a medical sorority, let's say a, doc, a sorority within medicine, and then there's a sorority that's like cosmetology. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the person that majors in medicine would rather be with, surrounded with people that are studying medicine as well. And so um, it's kind of talking to girls, seeing how they vibe with other sisters. And it's not talking to just one girl so we do a 10 minute rotation it could be 10 minutes five minutes you talk to one girl then you move on to another girl then you move on to another girl and then these girls also get to talk to different sisters so they'll get to talk to one girl then they get to talk to another girl because every sister is so different that they get to see oh maybe I didn't click with her but I really liked her and I and I like that we have the same major and so the sorority tries to put five different majors and if we know that 15 girls are coming in for that round then there'll be five girls with 
all different majors talking to each of these girls, you know. So um, so I would say that's how my sorority world helped me in learning how to quickly talk to people, connect with people, uh, because you need to do that within 10, not even 10 minutes, maybe five minutes, 10 minutes, be able to connect, talk, um, interact. So that's how I think sorority world really helped me is through recruitment and doing it multiple times. Oh, yeah. Besides seeming like a very good networking place, um, this rotation that you were describing, Mm -hmm. it feels like a job interview as well. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that helped you preparing. You know, you have to fit with the other person if you don't fit for the job. You know, it's like a disconnection. For sure. I think it's kind of like you you go back and forth. Um, Also, it teaches you how to dress. So during recruitment, we're not going to just go in, in like, baggy not baggy pants in like sweats and just any type of athleisure clothes we want to dress our best so whoever the girl that comes in and sees our house says wow I want to be a part of that that's like an honor for us because it's like okay like we are trying to to you know look great for the new girls that are coming into the house so yeah I think it does help in job interviews too because you kind of know already Again, connecting right away, talking to them right away, knowing what to say, and I'm just prepping. It help. It helps a lot. And you know, you're doing um, news entertainment as a host and mm-hmm. also digital content producer. Which one do you prefer doing, and why? So for me, I prefer to do and hosting. So I prefer to be an entertainment news host. That is my that is my goal. Uh, I used social media as an entryway into this industry because I did not have the experience, nor did I have uh, a lot of internships in my belt to be able to go in and say, hey, I want to do hosting. Hey, I want to do this. And it doesn't really work that way. So I think understanding that you have in order to get in, you have to do like use your skills and go in one way or another. And I use that through social media. So in social media, that is how I got into this industry. And that's how I'm slowly, you know, branching out now with Chicano Hollywood. Now I'm doing more hosting. Now I'm more on camera. Um, and then also going to more red carpet events and movie screenings and I'm creating like little videos and reels about these different movies that I'm attending uh reaching out to you know just creating a following of people because eventually that is going to be beneficial in the world we live in now it's all about your social media how do you present yourself online Uh, do you have a following because ultimately these companies these big media companies or these companies are also looking at let's say they hire you as a host then they want to see all your will your followers also follow you and so then they'll they'll get followers too not through social but i'm saying like whether it's on tv whether it's on youtube whether it's on radio like these people will follow you to listen to you so it's creating that follow base that will help kind of lift you up as well yeah mm-hmm. that's great and would you say that your social media was kind of like a personal project. For example, I have like this podcast, Mm -hmm. which is like something in the media that, you know, it's out there. It's like journalism I'm doing here. 
like all by myself because I'm passionate about like hearing about people's stories and yeah. that's what I do. Yes. I literally put journalists in the wrong place of the table. Yes. <laughs> I'm literally interviewing all of you guys. <laughs> and I was wondering, was your social media your personal project or did you do anything else before while you were in college? I can't explain how much I love social media. I know it's going to sound crazy, but <laughs> I love social media. So I've always done social media in any capacity. It could be, let's say, if you bring a cake in right now into this uh, studio, I will literally pick up my phone and say, oh my gosh, look, we got a cake. <laughs> so, the, and put it on my story. Like, I love social media. And I started in, so MySpace came out, so... I don't think I started right when MySpace came out because I just remember being in sixth grade. So I was in sixth grade and I we finally got a computer and I went on MySpace and I fell in love because MySpace, you're able to create pretty backgrounds. You were able to design your whole page. You're able to create like your best friends, your top five, your top eight. And so since then, I've always transitioned with the times so it was MySpace, then it was Facebook, then from Facebook it was Instagram. And it's still Instagram, but now it's more TikTok. And I think TikTok is really dominating now. And so I think just moving along with the trends and with the different platforms that are coming into, you know, into play. Yeah, it was a personal project. I love social media. Whether I am in the industry or not, I will always do social media. It's it's And because I knew that it was a skill that I loved... I used that to get into this industry. So I knew, okay, uh, this is the digital age. All these media places are looking for social people. This is the time where if you are trying to get in, use social media. If you love social media, use that as an advantage to get in because they're looking for social media people. And in your resume, you can literally say, I have two years experience, three years experience. Like even if you do a on-campus page, if you help run a, a campus page, that's experience because it's not a personal page. You're working, you're curating a brand. So use that to get into any type of media place you want to get into. Get in through there, meet the people that are there, and then just start reaching out. Then creating little, whether it's videos like me, you know, that you want to do. And that's how you get in. And that's how I knew I love social media. I'm going to use this tool that I have that I know that I'm good at and get into this industry. So, yes, it was a personal project. And yeah. then it turned to work. <laughs> yeah. No, now that you are talking, I was just thinking because being a social media content and, you know, creator, like, mm -hmm. creator and producing stuff and uh, thinking of posts uh, of mm -hmm. what you're going to do, how to increase your following. I don't know. I mean, I don't think we're very far away from in, in our age, mm -hmm. but I used to have a bunch of fan pages on Instagram. Oh, and, nice. you know, you have to, like, think of the days that you're going to post content, mm -hmm. the the type of content, if you're going to post a video, if you're going to create, like, a new edit thing that it was, like, so cool and, like, yeah. a bunch of those um, apps were coming mm -hmm. out and stuff and, like, growing your following. Like, I remember I had a fan page that, that reached, like, 15,000 people. Oh, that's amazing. You can yeah. use that as, you can literally use that on your resume and say, I grew, uh, did you start the page? Yeah. Uh, then you can say, I grew and created, uh, I don't know, I'm going to say Taylor Swift because you said Taylor Swift. <laughs> uh, uh, a fan page, uh, a very well-known fan page, mm, maybe not fan page, 
but you can just you can kind yeah. of word it to where you say you created and curated all the content on this social media page and you grew it a hundred percent like yeah. that was all you you were talking that and i was thinking like that's something that it's kind of hard to you know i to was do. i was what 12 to like 16 17 when i was like with the page so like you know i have to be creative to have like yeah. people following and liking stuff so you can even say a pioneer <laughs> during i don't know what year that was but you can say pioneered uh one of the first pages for social media i don't know something you know but but just using those words like mastering pioneering leading spearheading uh grew a page 100 percent. use percentages better than numbers because once they see percentages they'll see oh okay so she grew it over 50 no she grew it over 100 percent. so that was all you from zero to whatever fifteen thousand that you had um and include that as years of experience because again it's not it wasn't your personal page you were curating a brand you were doing stuff you know not me re-listening to this podcast while I'm doing my resume again. So <laughs> if you guys want, like, synonyms, you just drop, like, four. <laughs> yes. That was great. Thank you. Yeah, they're, very, no, they're very helpful, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey listeners, I have a great news for you. I'm here to incentivize you to create your own podcast just like me. I couldn't think of a better partner than Buzzsprout and I recommend them for you as a beginner in podcasting. Buzzsprout can help you with publishing your own podcasting in every major platform such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. They also automatically publish on your personalized website and they give you all the statistics in detail that you want. To start your own podcast and to win a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the instructions on the link in my show notes. If I can do it, you can do it too. Good luck on creating your very own podcast. said that you were covering red carpets and you have like a, a bigger access I would say right now like with uh, celebrities talents and everything else have you ever got starstruck like when you were interviewing someone uh, or like that was oh, that kind was, of like a blooper oh, or that was in a studio um, I wouldn't say starstruck I think I know a celebrity that if I were to ever meet I could be starstruck and that would be Viola Davis I love her so much if I were to meet her I think I would like pass out or just fall to my knees and just cry or something because <laughs> she's amazing um, she's the EGOT winner right yes now. Yeah. I know she's the 18th EGOT winner so I love her so she would probably be a person that I would be starstruck for but uh the rest of the the artists that I've met I've met quite a few there isn't any I would say probably Probably when I got the job at Cali, I worked maybe three days later, three days after getting my job as the social media for Cali. They told me, okay, now you're going to meet Angelica Vale. And I remember I was like, what? And I was so nervous because I knew that I was going to be the social media for the whole station. But I didn't know that I was also going to be for the morning show. So 
ma- majority of my time would be morning show and then as well as the whole station. So I remember meeting her and I was like, <gasps> like, just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be working with this woman. And, you know, she's a legend in Mexico and in uh, Spanish television and, you know, in telenovelas. So I was really nervous and I remember driving to work so I met her, and I and I remember meeting her and telling her, "Hi, nice to meet you. Um, uh, how do you want me to call you?" Because everyone was calling her Angie, and then to me it was Angelica. It's Angelica Vale, and she was like, "Oh, you can call me Angie." And I said, "Are you sure? Uh, whatever you want me to call you, I will call you." And she was like, "Yeah, Angie works." And I was like, "Okay, well, nice to meet you, Angie." And I shook her hand. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Then the next day they told me, "Okay, come in at eight eight a.m. Uh, you're gonna go in the studio with her, and you know you're gonna talk." about the content, whatever you're going to post. So I said, okay. And I was driving to work that morning. I was, I cannot even explain to you how nervous I was. My stomach was like in knots and I just kept driving, driving, driving. And I even remember every step I took closer to the studio, I was like just breathing in so nervous. But then I finally opened the door and I was like, Lisa, you deserve to be here. You belong here, you know just you got this so I opened the door and I just smiled I looked at her and I said hi and then I sat down and and yeah she was super kind and she's amazing she's like I would have never expected someone to be so kind and so humble as her because you know you hear stories about celebrities all the time but working with her hands-on it's wow it's like a your whole perspective changes and the way that you see her, the way that she works, the way that she just carries herself. It's just honestly 10 out of 10. And I learned so much from her. So probably her because I had to work with her one-on-one. I was very starstruck at the beginning. I don't know if your listeners can like get the excitement on her voice, but oh. seeing you talk <laughs> about this experience, it's like so funny because it's very like, you're actually a, bigger fan of her so uh, yeah <laughs> so you can see it it's it's amazing when you get like to do something that you love with people that you've been admiring for like yes. i don't know how long yes like I, you know i watched her novelas like soñadoras when i was i think 10 but i watched that novela and i remember seeing her and and also amigas y rivales so it it was just so nice it was a full circle moment and I'm still thankful that I get to work with her every day. You know, I still work with her now. So it's just a blessing, but it would probably be, probably be her. Yeah. Going back a little in our like Latina uh-huh. heritage, uh, do you use a lot of Spanish in your day to day at Chicano Hollywood or you'd like to use a little more? How, how does that work? So at home, I'm mostly, so with my mom, it's mostly English, but with my grandma, I speak more Spanish. But coming into this uh, Spanglish radio station, which is Cali, I've had to really tap into my Spanish, like literally 100% speak Spanish, write Spanish, read Spanish, because a lot of the news or notas, you know, son en español. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, and it's been, it's been nice because I've been able to brush up my Spanish. I learned Spanish first and then I learned English. So it's nice to finally now be using my Spanish again. Can you walk us through like a day in your life? I don't know if you do like both of your jobs in, in the same day or if like Mm-hmm. It changes because of like events and everything else. Can you walk us through it? Yes. Okay. So 
Typically, so Cali I do every day from Monday to, through Friday, Chicano Hollywood I do on the weekends or depending on whenever I have scheduled the interview with the talent or whoever I'm interviewing. But typically I try to schedule the interview for Friday so then I have the weekend to edit for Chicano Hollywood. And then I send them the video over. They do like either minor edits or they, uh, you know, curate, uh, not curate, put it in the queue and then they post it up on their page but um for Callie it's every day so I wake up at five in the morning I get ready I go to the station I'm there typically 5 30 6 in between those hours um I get there then I start looking at news I'll look what you want in detail right or no yeah kind of okay. yeah because <laughs> I don't know how much time we have and I don't want to take up oh, all your time. No, we have like a bunch of time. Okay, don't good. worry. Okay, so <laughs> perfect. So yeah, so I wake up and then I get there between 5.30, 6 in the morning. I, I start looking at what is news, what is reggaeton news. So I like to encompass a lot of things. If you look at other radio stations or other media outlets that are in Spanish or Spanglish, uh, they may only incorporate news stuff or other radio stations that are Spanish may only incorporate artists, like only artists and not news. But I feel like with Cali, I wanted to take the approach of incorporating everything because we're, we consume everything. People are consuming everything, whether it's news, music, uh, uh, chismes, especially as Latinos, you know, el chisme <laughs> is always there. So, um so, yeah, I look at the news. I'll look at the news, see what relates to our Latino audience. Then I look at entertainment news. I'll look at the social media pages of artists. So I'm also a stalker. I'll be stalking uh, artist pages, whether it's Carol G, Ra Alejandro, uh, you know, Bad Bunny, all the artists, Becky G, you name it. Um, then I'm also looking at I'm trying to think sometimes recently weather has been a topic of discussion only because of all this like the cyclones that have happened the rain you know so it, it also varies but I try to make our content like a whole 360 content in giving a little bit of news giving a little bit of community giving a little bit of entertainment giving a little bit of music and a little bit of our talent because again we are a radio station and we have talent like our our parts our day parts so um i spend the morning doing that and then the show is already the show has already started we start from five in the morning to 10 a.m and then i'll record specific segments for the morning show page so we do a se vale o no se vale i'll record that i edit it on the spot um that's something i don't know if people may know or not but as a social media person you have to be ready to edit because you're posting in real time. Typically, you should be posting in real time because it's social media. Like, that's 24-7. If something funny is happening in the studio, I guarantee you there are fans and people waiting. Not only they've heard it, but they, now they want to see it. And so I'll record uh, different segments. I have about four or three different segments that I record every day. And I post them up on social, depending if it's a good a good day in content then all everything will get posted but if it's an, a day where the content is kind of not the greatest and I and you know I can see okay this will pick up traction this may not get traction uh, then I'll post uh, it, it, it's in my prerogative to post or not but I do that the show ends and then I focus 
also on Cali on our main page and I post some of the things that I've done for the morning show I'll post them in Cali's main social media page and then I do that uh, sometimes we'll have interviews I sit in the interview and I listen to whatever um, thing that is interesting something that is happening and uh, then I take a note okay this is going to be a social clip this is going to do well this is going to uh, I'm going to cut this up from 10 seconds to a minute and 30 seconds like this is going to be the clip that's going to be well so I'll do things like that and I'm doing editorials or writing articles for that interview and yeah that's pretty much my day just constantly thinking of content posting content creating content or repurposing content yeah yeah and you know you can if you if you want you could go a little further on your hosting uh part of your week you said that you usually leave the interviews to Friday or the weekend so you have like time to edit Mm -hmm. but how do you pitch ideas how do you pitch people um get to the stories locations etc yes so in terms of that I talked to so he's the CEO he's the creator uh, Johnny and I and his daughter so we are in a group chat and then I will and sometimes I'll send emails too but it's the fastest way is through our group chat so I'll just say, hey, this week I'm thinking of doing a story on Latinas breaking barriers for the last week of Women's History Month, you know. And that's how I pitch them the story. They'll say, oh, that sounds great. Let's do that. Or um, the week prior, I pitched one of my friends from high school. He is now a chef and he works in a Michelin star restaurant, Gwen. And he also uh, does the like red carpet awards. Like so he... So I don't know if you have seen in TV when they're doing the awards and you see all the food that celebrities have. Well, his team cooks it. So him and the rest of wow. Curtis Stone's team, they cook that food. And that's how I was able to tie it into Chicano Hollywood. It's talking about Hollywood, the award shows, and he's a Latino. So highlighting those things. And so that's how I pitch stories. I think of how I can spin it to bringing it back to the community as Latinos and bringing it back to entertainment. Like, what is the Hollywood factor to this? Um, So, yeah, I just reach out through Instagram. I'll say, hey, I would love to interview you. When are you available? Uh, Then I will give them dates. Like, I'm available Thursdays or Fridays, even Saturdays. And they'll say, okay, Friday, you know. And then I'll go to location. And I'll kind of have in mind what I want to film. For example, intro, outro. The intro and the outro, I do it at the end because I don't want to waste time doing my intro and outro when I get there. I want to go ahead and meet with the person, you know, say, hi, nice to meet you. Like, granted, the one, the interview that I've done, he was a friend of mine, so I knew him. But, um, yeah, go straight into it and then already think of what I want to record, how I want the video to look, uh, you know, kind of getting painting a picture of the location uh, kind of setting up where I looking at the place where I want to set up the camera where I want to interview him um, so so that's what I do pretty much <laughs> just just think of everything like how I want to set up the shot and the things that I'm going to ask and since it's about them I pretty much let them do all the talking and once everything's done and I feel like I got enough b-roll which I always get more than I need because you never know like as I'm putting the audio in or I'm saying my my uh, my script you know I you never know it's better to have more b-roll than not have enough and have to reuse clips 
that that actually looks really bad. So please, guys, get a lot of B-roll. Um, you heard it, everybody. Yeah. And then, and then I do my intro and my outro on camera at the very end. Just so I know, like, okay, I got everything that I needed to. And then I could just focus on my intros and outros. And, um, and yeah, that's how I do it. And then in the weekend, I take that time either all of Sunday or all of Saturday. I, I'm at home. I'm drinking coffee. I'm relaxed. I'm editing. And I'm because I already have a game plan of what I wanted to do. I just kind of already set it in. You know, I do. I record my voice uh, voiceovers and I put it over the, the reel. So it's, it's nice. I, so far, that's working for me. And um, I'm really liking that. But I would say find what works for you like for me that works doing weekends uh putting my the weekends for myself that works for me but if maybe someone else it doesn't work so just find what works and go with that <laughs> that is amazing that you work like seven days of the week basically sometimes yeah and you know very admirable yeah <laughs> and honestly i think because my goal is my end goal i know what it is uh, there was this quote from Oprah. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but she said something of like along the lines of as long as you know where you're going or you know what the goal is, nothing really is going to stop you. Maybe you'll take a small detour. Maybe you'll tumble, but you're going to get back on it because you know that goal. So I kind of know what I want already. And in the days that I am tired, uh, for example, tomorrow I have a movie screening to go to and that's going to be right after work. And I work every day like eight, nine hours, sometimes 10 hours. I'll, I, I'm working like from the morning all the way till 5 p.m., 6 p.m. And then I just go to the movie premiere. But I remind myself, what is my end goal? Like this little being annoyed or being like tired or being like exhausted. This is just temporary. Like I know my end goal is so much bigger than this little moment where I just want to sleep. <laughs> and what is the goal, if you don't mind me asking, no, yeah. sharing with all of us? Yes. So my end goal is I can give you a scenario, exact scenario of how I see myself. And I think I'll probably cry or I'll realize my <laughs> I've made it moment is it is the Oscars. I don't know what year, but hopefully soon. It's the Oscars. And I am standing in the side of the like behind the what is it called behind the stage no behind the guardrail like where the reporters are oh okay so behind the rope and i am with my microphone and it says emus and i am interviewing all these amazing actors and actresses and i'm talking to them about their movies and who are they excited to see and what are they wearing and so seeing myself there being a red carpet correspondent with the mic that shows emus I think I would just cry <laughs> and I would just realize like, oh my gosh, like I've made it to me. That is my, I've made it. So working for E-News uh, at NBC Universal, that would be wow. I love that for you. Yeah. And I hope that it happens really soon I, for I you. hope so too. In you know, in yeah. God's name, I, that, that's my end goal. And that's the goal. Like that is, that is my goal. For sure. You already put it out there to the world. You put it out there here on the podcast. They're going to so. go back to your podcast. Literally, they're going to say, no, actually, I will watch. You're going to come back. Okay. But yes, as I'm a gonna, news reporter. Yes, okay? I'm going to come back. And, and also, on my first show, I'm going to say, um, also, I just want to share this audio with you guys that I took back in 
20, what is it? On Tuesday, March 28th, 2023, with my friend Bea. And listen to this, guys. That's what I'm going to say. And it's 6.20 p.m. So there we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to see. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Oh, I'm but, so yeah. happy for you. Now I got super excited. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But you know, yeah, I'm still figuring out my main mm-hmm. goal, but I want to do radio. Okay. And I, I, I love audio you know podcasting radio that's like my jam Mm -hmm. if i can do a little bit of like social media that's also cool Mm -hmm. you know that's why you are very like important guest because i'm using literally all the conversation so i can put like in my mind like you know set my focus and everything like that we are talking about today i'll probably listen to this episode i'm gonna hate listening to my voice (laughs) but it's gonna be worth it yes and now we're gonna put it out there too again it is 621 and we're gonna listen back to this episode when Bea has her own radio show and she is going to do you want to do the mornings or afternoons I like mornings okay good because mornings is like that's the the number one show it's the prime time yeah yeah (laughs) so Bea's gonna have her morning show and um, she's going to be there. And then she's going to have me on that show. Yes. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. It's, so we're putting it out there too, guys. Yeah. You know, just like living it out yes. until someone like come and pick us up. Say, yes. Hey, yes. Here. <laughs> Job time. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that we're going towards the end of our conversation. Yes. And I just have two other questions. Okay. The first one is... What is your main advice for people getting into the industry right now? My tip to you is whatever skill you have, use it. Uh, It can be, let's say you love drawing. Well, guess what? They need a lot of graphic designers right now. Uh, They need people to post for social, like create graphics for uh, literally anything. Um, If you love, I'm trying to think, like me, social media. Well, guess what? They need a lot of social media people also in this industry. If you like video, if you like to take pictures, you're a photographer, um, any creative medium, really, use that skill that you have as your advantage. And um, even if you don't have experience, create something on social media. It could be, you know, start doing, whether it's free work uh, or reach out to an organization and say, hey, I would like to do your social media or I would like to create your flyers Uh, is that okay you know I just want to get more experience I want to have more yeah I want to get more experience and before we finish Mm -hmm. is there something else that you want to tell us any stories that we haven't discussed yet in the episode um no I think you actually touched on everything you you're amazing literally got me so excited uh talking about everything my dreams my goals how I started uh how my day-to-day life so no I think I think you did great that's great you're amazing you You too (laughs) and so I just wanted to thank you so much Louisa for coming and you know I would cherish this episode because it's fantastic thank you so much And for all of my listeners, uh, don't forget to go to the show notes, check our website, go to our Facebook page, Journalist Talk, and Instagram, Bea News. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. 